13 in your Bibles, Acts chapter number 13. And we are in our second week of our series, There is a Reason. Of course, last week we looked at the purpose behind our pain and that uh, there is a reason behind the pain, the suffering, the troubles, the trials that we go through, um, and that we need to find that in God's purpose, not our purpose. And so we want to continue that today. Uh, but as we do, I want to start by uh, sharing a story with you. There's a young man who, probably much like many of you, um, had dreams and aspirations about uh, becoming a success in his life and went off to college and, and uh, came from a single-parent home. His father had died when he was young, and so his mother took care of him. And, and when he went off to college, his, his goal was to be able to uh, support his mom, to be able to, to send home something to her on a regular basis to help her and support her. And so he went off to college and uh, put in his time there, got his degree, got into the business world, and began working his way up uh, the, the corporate ladder uh, to be successful in, in, uh, in his area of business. And uh, time went by, and the more he focused on his work, the less time that he was able to spend with his mom and the less time that uh, he was able to be in, in communication and connection with her. Uh, however, uh, he was able to do what he had set out to do and he was able to start, as soon as he started working, sending uh, you know, automatically uh, through his banking institution or wherever, uh, he was able to start sending home automatically a little something for his mom on a regular basis. And, and that continued over the years as he worked and became more and more successful and, and, and got promotions and raises. And uh, as his income increased, he made, made sure that he still was sending home something to his mom and, and uh, made sure that he was able to still support her. And, and as his uh, ability to, uh, uh, to, to increase that uh, uh, also increased, and then he made sure that he was able to do that. And uh, many years went by at this point. And uh, this young man, though well-intentioned, um, he had not been home in a very long time, uh, had not uh, seen his mother in a very long time, and had not really spoken to her in a very long time. But he made sure that that regular monthly support uh, was still going to her. And so uh, there came a day when uh, his mother's health began to fail. And so a neighbor uh, got in touch with this young man's office, the place where he worked, and got in touch with him and said, hey, your mom's not doing well. Uh, you probably ought to come home and see her. And uh, he was very, very busy, but he figured, you know what? This may be one of the last times I see my mom, and I do love her, uh, so I'm going to make sure that I do this. And so he took the vacation time and, and uh, went to where his mom uh, lived. She still lived at the same address, which he felt a little odd for the amount of money that he had sent her because... Uh, over the years, it had accumulated to a, a pretty good sum. And uh, so he went to the house expecting it to be, you know, nicer, fixed up, renovated, uh, uh, modernized, but it didn't look much different than when he left. In fact, it probably looked worse. And he noticed her car in the driveway as he pulled in and noticed that it, it was still old, hadn't been replaced or... Uh, hadn't, hadn't be, had, she hadn't gotten a, a new one, and it, it looked really beat up and broken down. And uh, he went up to the porch and, and uh, noticed that the house just, not only did it, did it look worse, it, it just was in a lot of disrepair and uh, didn't look that great. 
his mom met him at the at the door and and uh, her health obviously wasn't doing well but but she wanted to make sure that she she greeted her son and she came out and she she hugged him and she said oh so good to see you i'm so glad you're here and and uh he he said uh he said mom why what what's up with the house and in the car and it, it just seems like all, all, everything's broken down and and uh beat up and he said uh he said what why have you done anything with this and and uh, she said, well, you know, I, I didn't have time or didn't have money. And, and, uh, and he was going to say something at that time. But she said, why don't you come inside? We'll get you something to drink. And so he went inside with his mom. And as he stood there in the living room and looked around on the walls, he realized why the house had been in disrepair, uh, why the cars were in disrepair, and why his mom's health was failing because she hadn't gotten the attention that she needed because on the walls all around, were the checks that he had been sending. Not cashed, just used as wallpaper. And he said, Mom, why in the world are, are the checks that I sent you on a regular basis, I mean, we're talking hundreds and thousands of dollars being used as wallpaper. He said, why, why, why are they on the walls? She said, oh, I didn't know what those were. I didn't realize those were from you. And obviously, I don't know if that's a true story or not. It's kind of humorous, maybe a little sad at the same time. But the fact of the matter is, if you don't know something's purpose, you'll likely waste it or abuse it. And as we, you know, we talked last week about this, this time, this season that we've been in, and a lot of people are frustrated. And even just our generation in general, young adults, those that are in school, they're, they're preparing to make big decisions. We're, we're frustrated. And a lot of times it's because we don't understand our purpose. We get frustrated with, with pain. We get frustrated with, with hard times, with trials, because we, we, we don't understand the purpose behind the pain that we face. You know, we, we, we're, we're looking at life right now. We're just trying to finish school. Just trying to get through it. Just trying to, trying to, to pass the, that class and, 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 and just get by with this test or this quiz or get this homework finished. And uh, at the same time, we're thinking in the back of our heads, we don't understand the purpose behind it. You know, we're, we're preparing for the future, uh, trying to, to figure out, you know, what career are we going to pursue and, and who are we going to marry and, and, and where are we going to live. And, and at times we just think, what, what's the point? What's the point? Uh, we're trying to make a relationship work, trying to, to, to put time and effort into, into building a relationship with somebody, and it, and it just doesn't seem, to, it doesn't seem to be much give from the other side. And we say, why, why do I even bother sometimes? Or, or maybe we're investing time and energy and resources into someone else, and, and there just doesn't seem to be any growth. There doesn't seem to be any return on that investment, and we're, we're better, ready to throw our hands in because we don't see the purpose. I want to read you something. You're in Acts chapter number 13 and verse 36. Let's, let's read that first. In Acts chapter number 13 and verse number 36, this is the middle of uh, a sermon that uh, Paul is preaching. And in the middle of it, he's going through a lot of Old Testament history, as was Paul's custom as he dealt with the Jews. He made sure that that scripture, the Old Testament, was one of the ways that, that he 
Um, he brought the gospel, brought them, their attention to the gospel. And so verse number 36, he talks about David. And I believe that uh, this verse, although it's very easy to pass over this verse as we're looking at the rest of this chapter, but there's so much truth in this verse, and I believe it, it applies to what we're talking about today. And the Bible says in Acts 13, 36, For David, after he has served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. I, I want to say today, and, and as we continue in this season, uh, or excuse me, in this series, there is a reason. Today I want to look at finding your why. Uh, because as we said last week, there is a reason. There is our purpose. So let's pray and uh, we'll continue on. Father, we come before you today. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to be in your house. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to study your word. And God, as we come before you today with questions, with cares, with frustrations, with, uh, with pain and problems that we may be facing, God, we just ask that you please open our minds and our hearts and our eyes to be able to see what you have for us in your word, to be able to understand the why, to find the purpose, to find the reason behind uh, what you have brought into our lives. Father, I pray that you please bless uh, those that are here, those that are not able to be here. God, I pray that you please let us know your presence today, that you be honored and glorified when all of this is said and done. And we ask this in your name. Amen. I just read that verse in Acts chapter number 13, and, and the Bible says that David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep. Now, that means he died. And then it says, and was laid unto his fathers. He was buried, and, and then it gets gross. It says, and he saw corruption. His, his body decayed. So, so it, starts out, it starts out good, uh, and it's kind of gross. But I love how it starts, because it says that David served his own generation. It says, by the will of God, or by the purpose of God. See, David understood his why. David understood his why. And because of that... When he had fulfilled that, he had accomplished his what? Then God said, okay, now it's time to come home. Uh, David served God's purpose. This is what I wanted to read to you earlier. Uh, a quote that says, The greatest tragedy in life is not death, but a life without purpose. The greatest tragedy in life is not death, but a life without purpose. Living without a reason. Not understanding your why. And again, as we said before, that's probably one of the greatest frustrations coming out uh, of, of this season, this, this time, so the last six months, six, seven, eight months, whatever you want to look back on. Uh, one of the greatest frustrations about it is, is because, first of all, we didn't see it coming. Uh, I mean, one week we were in church, and the next week we weren't. And, uh, and then it was a long road to, to get back to, to where we are today. And because we didn't see it coming, we, we didn't really see the purpose. Uh, we're not really seeing the reason behind it. For a lot of people, it started, and, and, and maybe for many of us, it started with fear and anxiety because we just weren't sure. We didn't understand things, and, and, and the media was telling us one thing, and the government was telling us another thing, and, and all of these different places giving us information, and we're just not sure. We've never seen this before. So there's a lot of fear and anxiety. But now as time has gone on, 
And as we've gotten used to it, but now we're still having to deal with different parts of it, now, now it's led to frustration. And uh, you know, we, we started with some safety regulations that were designed to save some lives, and I believe they, they probably did. But now we've continued those safety regulations to the point where we've killed the economy in some places. Uh, maybe, maybe you're like me. And when you started out in, in quarantine and, and, and when this all started and, and without school and, and having to do things online, and, and obviously church was different at the time. It, it, and if, first of all, if you're like me, you don't like change and you don't like getting out of your rhythm and you don't like getting out of your schedule. And so when that all hit, that was like culture shock and you had to find a new rhythm and you had to find new balance and you had to figure out what was going to work for you. And so you finally did. And now all of that has changed again. And it seems like every couple of weeks it has to change because of uh, our surroundings and our circumstances uh, as, we, as we get back to what life used to be like. But for some... It's, it's bigger than COVID. For, for some, it's, it's the pain that we started talking about last week. Trying to find that purpose. Trying to find the reason. It's the financial struggles that you go through. The job issue. You, you know, losing a job. Not because of any of anything that was your fault, but because a business is going under. Or because it's just cutting back. Because of the economy or different things that are going on around us. You know, maybe it's you have questions about the future. But, you know, you, you look ahead, you, you've got things figured out at least for the next couple of hours. <laughs> you know what life looks like. But any farther past that, and it's just a big gray fog with a big black question mark. And you're not sure. Maybe for some, finding your purpose it, 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 the, the, the fear, the anxiety, the pain, it, it's, it comes from memories of the past. Lost loved ones, broken hearts, abuse of some kind. Uh, can I say this? Uh, trying to understand the why behind one part of life, because there are times for every single one of us that we have to ask why. And when we try to find the why in one part of life, that can lead to questions regarding the purpose for all of life. We try to find the reason behind one thing, a circumstance, a situation, pain, then we begin to question everything. And so for those of you that, that are listening to this or that are here today, that have lost your why, then I want to give you three principles of purpose. Three principles of purpose today. And I hope that God will bless us. The first one is that your purpose isn't for you. Your purpose is God's purpose. Your purpose isn't for you. Your purpose is God's purpose. See, David understood this. We, we read that just a minute ago uh, about David serving God's people according to the will of God. But why don't you look at Psalm chapter number 57. Psalm chapter number 57, where David writes here, I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performeth all things for me. That performeth all things for me. That completes. God, God who completes, who perfects, who fulfills all things for me. We, we heard it phrased a little bit differently last week in the New Testament, but uh, uh, 
that God works all things together for good. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And, and what's interesting enough about this verse, David believes and, and proclaims under inspiration of the Holy Spirit that God fulfills, he completes, he has a purpose for all things, is, is that if your Bible's like mine, or if your Bible reading app is, is like mine, uh, you, there's a heading at the top of the, the psalm. And like many of the psalms that David wrote, there are headings there, but this one's interesting. Because it says to the chief musician, Al-Tasseth, Mictam of David, when? When he fled from Saul in the cave. When he fled from Saul in the cave. David is, is running from, for his life from Saul right now. I mean, he's fearing for his life. Uh, this is a time in a life where, where David has had to, to go even to the enemy, uh, the Philistines, to try to find refuge from Saul. He, he's, he's running from Saul, and, and not only is he, is he running from Saul, uh, fearing for his life and for his family's life, but it says he fled from Saul in the cave. So he's running from Saul. He's having to take refuge with the enemy. He's having to, in this psalm, this specific instance, he is hiding out in some nasty, dirty, dark, damp, mildewy, probably rodent-infested cave. And in that moment, David understood that there was a purpose. That even if he couldn't see what the purpose was, he knew that there was one because it was not his, it was God's purpose. And he would be the one to fulfill it in David's life. See, David wasn't trying to find his purpose in life. David was not trying to find his place, his position, his purpose. He was trying to fulfill God's purpose, the purpose that God had for him. Your purpose isn't for you. Your purpose is God's purpose. Now, to understand this a little more, we need to ask ourselves, well, what is purpose? What is, what is the definition of purpose? Well, a simple definition is original intent. The original intention or purpose of a creator who designed you and created you for a purpose outside of yourself. And see, one of the reasons uh, that we become disillusioned with finding purpose and, and why it's hard to see purpose in pain is going back to that silly story we told at the beginning of this. If you don't know something's purpose, you'll likely abuse it or waste it. And things that were supposed to bring joy and support and provision to us in finding purpose because we misunderstand them then we paper the walls with them. But God has a purpose. You know, one of the, the purest definitions of sin uh, has to do with purpose. It's an archery term um, that is in the Greek harmatia, and it means to miss the mark. We, we see it in the, in the New Testament, Romans chapter 3, verse 23. We see it explained out. Uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. They miss the mark. And so sin is missing God's original purpose for us. God's original purpose of righteousness and holiness and obedience. And when we miss that, when we abuse that, when we violate that purpose, that is sin. Sin is an attempt to fill 
a misunderstood purpose. We try to find purpose in places other than God's original purpose for us. We, we decide we're going to try this to try to find purpose. We're going we're to fool with that to find purpose. We're gonna, we, we think we're going to find happiness here by focusing on this or satisfaction uh, in there. And, and, and as we look to this a relationship or we look to that an addiction or we look to uh, uh, something else, uh, uh, amusement or entertainment or a hobby or, or, or focusing on, on, on even good things uh, like family and, 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 and trying to advance our career. And when we focus on those things to find purpose, we have unintentionally reduced life to an experiment. We're just trying to find our purpose. We're trying to, to the world says we're trying to find ourselves, or it tells you to treat yourself, or to pamper yourself. And life becomes all about you in trying to find your purpose when it's really God's purpose. Now you ask people that, that are focused on, on that in life. They, the, okay, the popular. The people that you look at and you say, those people are popular. They have a following. They have a lot of friends. Uh, everybody likes them. If you were to go to them and, and say, do you find your purpose in that? Probably most of them would say that they're miserable. There's no purpose there. How about the powerful, about, about those that have, have reached a position of power and they have the leadership and they have influence and, and, and they have uh, the ability to, you know, to, to tell people what to do and, and to, to command uh, uh, the, the attention of, of, of many different people. Is that purpose? No, because most of those people probably hate life if they're trying to find purpose in that. There's no purpose there. Uh, those that are, that are prosperous that have made all the money, the, the, the ones that have the you know, six-figure income, lots of zeros after it, that look for purpose in that. You ask them, did you find purpose there? Most of those people are depressed. There's no purpose there. And the reason, please don't miss this. I include this on the handout, but man, I wish I would have. And I, I would encourage you to write this down. We are created for heaven, but we are living for this world. The reason why we're frustrated, the reason why uh, we're disillusioned, the reason why we are wasting our purpose is because we're created for heaven, but we're living for this world. What did Paul say? Set your affections on things above not on things of this world. We're, we're searching in this world for something that it cannot provide. We're created for His purpose, for His will, for His glory. So number one, your purpose isn't for you. Your purpose is God's purpose. Number two, you don't find your purpose. You serve God's purpose. You don't find your purpose, you serve God's purpose. We read about David just a minute ago in, in Acts chapter number 13. And David wasn't, again, David wasn't pursuing his dream. David, David didn't have a bucket list, you know, when he was out washing the sheep and writing all those psalms. They weren't, they weren't lists of his greatest pursuits, you know. And I shall be king. 
and I shall kill the giant. It wasn't, David wasn't trying to check, you know, he didn't have a checklist of things he was trying to accomplish. The Bible says David served God's purpose. I, I, there's no coincidence in my mind that the Holy Spirit, that the Lord inspired Paul, first of all, to use those words when he preached that sermon in Acts chapter number 13. And certainly it was no accident for the Holy Spirit to inspire Luke to record those words in that way in verse number 36 of Acts chapter number 13. Look back there where it says, David, after he had served his only generation, his, his generation, his own generation. David served. He served from the beginning of David. From the beginning of David. When we first read about David, when he first comes on this, the scene, when Samuel is going to anoint him as king, we know the story, but what happens? Samuel goes to anoint uh, the next king at the house of Jesse in Bethlehem. Jesse has eight sons. How many of them does he call for the anointing ceremony? Seven. The seven oldest. Where's David? He's out taking care of the sheep. He's serving. And of course, we, we know that, 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 that Samuel looks at the first one, tall, handsome, strong, maybe not that bright. Uh, but Samuel looks at him and says, surely this is the Lord's anointed. And God, what does God say? God looks on the, uh, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. David was serving. David wasn't worried about building a resume or getting the perfect job or waiting for the big break or looking for the perfect opportunity. He wasn't seeking out trying to be king. He wasn't campaigning for himself. Uh, he wasn't hoping for the right person to like him on social media or, or waiting for his name to be noticed. David was just taking care of sheep. That's what God says that David was doing. Uh, look at Psalm chapter number 78. Psalm chapter number 78. All the way at the end. Verse number 70, it says, He, God, chose David also his servant and took him from the sheepfolds. For following the ewes great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. David was serving when God found him and gave him his, God's, purpose for his life. See, some of us spend too much time searching for the perfect spotlight when we ought to be serving in the sheep pens. We spend too much time looking for the spotlight when we need to be serving sheep. You know, okay, another example in David's life. Remember Goliath? Remember David is the one that kills Goliath. Goliath is taunting the army of Israel and the God of Israel and, and everybody else is being afraid and so God uses David to, to shut Goliath up. Why does God choose David? Why does God chose, choose, uh, choose, excuse me, why does God choose David? It wasn't because he was the biggest, certainly. It wasn't because he was the most valiant warrior. He didn't have all the degrees. He did not have a verified social media account. He wasn't the richest, the most powerful. He had not reached the top level yet. Why did God choose David? At this point, David's a young boy. There, there's, he, David could not have been much older than 14. He was about that old. Just a teenager. What was David doing? Why was David even there? Because he was serving. His dad had asked him, hey, David, go take some lunch to your brothers. David was, David was just, he was, he was the, the DoorDash guy. 
David's just bringing Lunchables to his brothers. David wasn't looking for the big break. He's just faithfully serving. And God's purpose came to him. He was obeying his father. And what I love about this uh, is, is that you read the story is David's father, Jesse, asks him to go take lunch. He says, okay, I'll do that. But David also makes sure that he serves in his other responsibilities. He, the Bible says he left his sheep in the care of another. So he didn't neglect one area of serving for another. And then went right where he was supposed to be and did just what he was supposed to do. And at that moment, the opportunity for God's purpose came to him. See, David served God's purpose, and God's purpose came to him. Your purpose isn't for you. Your purpose is for God. And then number two, you don't find your purpose. You serve God's purpose. You say, well, that's all well and good. How do you do that? Number three, if you want to serve God's purpose, start serving God's people. Start serving God's people. You say, oh boy, that really doesn't sound good. In fact, that sounds a little lame. I would much rather, as I'm trying to find purpose, especially if it's God's purpose for me, because God knows best. You know, he has those thoughts towards me, the thoughts that he thinks towards me, um, thoughts of peace. You know, it's, it's, it's the purpose of having the, the perfect job and, and the perfect wife and the, the perfect house and the, the perfect family and having the perfect income of being six figures and reaching the top of the company and reaching my goals. And, and that's what I'm looking for when it comes to purpose. But to, to serve? Man, that is lame. No, it is never lame to love. It's never lame to love because that's the purpose that Jesus had when he came to this world. Look at Mark chapter number 10. Mark chapter number 10. Look at verse number 45. Jesus himself tells us what his purpose is. His purpose, the Son of God who came to earth. Verse number 45 of Mark chapter number 10. The Bible says, For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered, not to be served, but to minister, to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus' purpose was to serve. We know, we know the, the, the verses in Philippians chapter number 2, the great, the great passage about the servant, Savior, this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And, and, and verse number 7, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. Jesus became a servant. He had the purpose of a servant. If you want to serve God's purpose, then you must serve God's people. And that's one of the reasons why God has given us the local church. Why God has given us a, a place where we can be around God's people so that we can have an opportunity to serve God's people. And in that, we will find purpose. And so let me ask you, uh, or, or encourage you, and challenge you, wherever you are right now, uh, you can find God's purpose, and it starts in serving God's people. Whatever you're doing right now, and, and all over this room, there are people that serve, and you serve in different areas, and you serve uh, in, in the choir, the music ministry, and you serve uh, in the orchestra, playing an instrument, or you, you serve in the media ministry, uh, working a cam, or you serve uh, in children's, or in, in the nursery, and, and you have many areas of service. Now, here's the thing, because I've grown up in church like many of you, and, and I know as someone who's been saved for a while, that there are times when those opportunities for service can be more like duties. 
And those can be just things that we fulfill because, oh, I'll feel guilty if I don't. Or, well, so-and-so expects me to be there. Or, hey, I don't want to get followed up with by somebody that's going to ask me, hey, where were you? But can I encourage you that if you're going, excuse me, if you're going to find God's purpose, it starts by serving God's people. So wherever you do, wherever you are, do it to serve. And ask God to give you a servant's heart to, 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 to not just do it because, again, somebody's going to check up on you or you're going to get a text message or, or you know, it's a requirement. Do it because you want to serve. If you're in the choir, uh, sing to serve the people that are in the choir around you and in the congregation. Uh, if you're in the orchestra, man, play to serve. Play because you're going to serve the singers that are singing and the people that are in the, uh, the congregation. If you're in the media ministry, man, do it to serve because you know somebody else needs to see the service that you're filming or being a part of. Uh, if you're in the nursery or the children's ministry, do it to serve. Do it to serve some parent who's now going to be able to sit in the service knowing that their, their, their child is being taken care of or because you get a chance to invest in some young child's life. If, if, it's, if it's campus ministry, the opportunity to invest, to, to serve a college student, whether they come to church or not, but as you're building a relationship with you have a chance to serve them. But find God's purpose. Serve God's people. Uh, to get, uh, I've said this before, to get, the, uh, to get where you think you ought to be, be where you are right now. To get where you think you ought to be, where you want to go, where you're looking to go when your purpose in the future, be where you are right now and serve. To go forward, to, 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 to get to what is next, do what you should do right where you are right now. Can I, can I say this? You are not called to seek a platform, power, or position. You're called to serve a people. That's what you're called to. And as we, as we talk about this idea of finding purpose, of searching for purpose, of looking for purpose, do not, especially as you are serving, many of you are, don't let the devil rob you of your why. Do it to serve. Do it today as you serve. And the most, most, most joyful moment that you can have in life is when you do something for someone else to, to, to invest, to, to be a part of giving back to them. Your purpose isn't some one big future specific assignment or achievement. And, I, and unfortunately, that's where we find our that's, that's where we look for our purpose many times. We're looking for that one big thing that's going to come in the future. You know, the, those big questions, purpose, you know, uh, who, who we're going to marry, where, where we're going to live, what, what we're going to do with the rest of our life. We, we, we look for purpose in that. But that's not what you're called to. You know, your purpose is not found in just being some great speaker, being a CEO of a company, being a business owner, having a perfect family, uh, being a professional athlete. Nothing wrong with any one of those things. But your purpose is found in faithfully serving where you are today. That is the why. We started out by saying this lesson was all about finding your why. You find it when you're serving God's people. Uh, David. He was just taking care of his sheep. He was bringing lunch to his brothers. He was not a man after his own glory. He was, as the Bible says, a man after God's own heart. And that's why he served God's purpose. Now, let me say this before we're done. 
because we want to get back to the reason for pain that we started talking about last week. Finding, finding the purpose, know, knowing, understanding the purpose in pain. Remember we said last week that God's preparation sometimes comes packaged in pain. And, and, and the purpose in pain is sometimes a part of the bigger purpose that God has for us. But can I remind you and encourage you as a part of this that the why that you search for in pain, why did this thing happen to me? Why have I had to deal with this? Why, why am I going through this? It, it is, again, it's not your purpose. Because that's how we look at it. We look at it in the context of, well, this isn't making me feel good. So there's, you know, I, I don't understand. I don't see the purpose. Remember, it's not your purpose. It's his purpose. And in serving his purpose, even in those moments of pain, trouble, trial, we will even start to know his purpose for that pain. We'll even start to know his purpose for those problems. You know, last week we gave several examples from Scripture of those that went through pain and suffering. And, and, and we would even look at their situations and, and ask why. But in, in their situations, their circumstances, their example, we do find that they served and God gave them his purpose. We, we mentioned Joseph, and we know everything that Joseph went through to be hated by his brothers, to be sold into Egypt, uh, to be unjustly accused, to be thrown into prison, to be forgotten there, but then eventually to become second in command of Egypt. But you realize that all through that, when David was in Egypt, in Potiphar's house, before, obviously, he was accused, when he was in prison to those around him, to the keepers of the prison, and then when he was promoted by Pharaoh, in all of that, David served. David served. David served those around him. He served God's purpose. God's purpose came to him. Uh, Job. How about Job? This may be a little-known part of Job's story. Of course, we, we know everything that Job went through and all the terrible things that Job had to endure losing everything in his family and then having to deal with his, dead, his deadbeat friends that accused him of being terrible and, and a sinner and wicked and the reason why all this has happened to him. And at the end of that story, of course, we know God comes down and speaks to Job and Job gets his heart right and realizes that, that it's all about God and he gets his focus back on God. But before God restores Job back to what he had before, before God blesses Job again, before God returns Job to his purpose, if you will, Job had to serve. Because God says, Job, first of all, I want you to pray for your friends. Now, that doesn't seem, at least to us, as a big deal to pray for somebody. Well, sure, God, you want to give me back all of my, you know, my, my family, a new family, all of my possessions, and all I have to do is pray for these guys? That's not a big deal. But remember, these guys had just spent, you know, how much time with Job? really just pouring it on him on top of everything else that he had gone through. But you know, when Job prayed for his friends, when he served, then God returned him to his purpose. Daniel, everything that Daniel went through, being taken from his homeland, being forced to become a Babylonian, and all the persecution and the trials that Daniel had to face, and yet all throughout that, Daniel remained faithful. And he served the kings, and he served uh, those that were authority over him, and, and Daniel remained faithfully. He pointed to God whenever he could. 
even in those moments of pain and suffering, if we'll choose to serve, then we'll be able to find His purpose. There is a reason, there is a purpose, and that purpose is His.